Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also special in-studio guest, Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter joining us back live in studio. Good to have you live in studio, Doug. Oh, Good to see you again. You look great. Pull, pull that microphone right yeah, up toward you there. Yeah, thank you very man. much for having me. You know, awesome. um, one of the things a few weeks ago after uh, you were at the podium announcing that you'd um, made an arrest for Abby and Libby, I just felt... Um, like a sense of relief, like a whew, because this was one huge step towards finally getting some justice for Abby and Libby. I know you were quite emotional at that podium at that press conference a few weeks ago. Did you feel a a sense of relief? I mean, I know you're working with several different agencies, but you're kind of the face. You've been kind of the yeah. spokesperson yeah. for the investigation. You know, I couldn't wait for that day, and and then when I finally got there, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to think or how I was going to feel. But the, the most important thing to me was to see how that community might he- begin. But most importantly of all is a family. And mm. uh, it, it was a it was a uh, very strange emotional day. It was an intense it was an intense press conference, too, because there were so many questions you couldn't answer. And the yeah. prosecutor yeah. couldn't answer. And I almost I, I could feel some frustration on the part of reporters in that room, because I know this investigation is still ongoing. I don't blame him a bit for being frustrated. I, I, I don't. I don't blame him a bit. But we have to remember that now, now that now that we're where we are, um, it, it's not a community interest story. There's, it's very factual now, mm. and we have to be very careful. I think that's what everybody expects. So on one hand, we, we say to the media, "Thank you," and I really do mean that to keeping for keeping this front and center, not just nationally but even globally. But then the other side is when you have questions, we can't answer them. So I, I understand that frustration. I really truly do. And I know you can't answer every question that we have here, but we're going to fire away anyway. Is the guy in custody, Richard Allen, is he the only person being looked at in this investigation? Uh, right now, he's the one. He's the one that's been fa- that that has that's now facing murder charges. So, again, we are not going to stop looking at other people until this is completely done, and we have nothing left to do. So, seventy thousand plus tips, hundreds have come in since two weeks ago. Um, week ago Monday, I guess. And we'll continue to receive those tips and look into them as you would expect. If this affidavit is released and there's a hearing coming up, I believe on the 22nd, that's got some information that led to the arrest of Richard Allen, the suspect. If that is allowed to be given to the public, is that going to compromise the investigation in any way? No, I don't think at this point it will. And I think it'll answer a lot of the questions hmm. uh, that, that, that people have. And, um, will we find out how we got to this point with that will. information? Yeah, it'll be much clearer. What could happen? Can you give us a hypothetical of what could happen if investigators say too much too soon? If if somebody, and it doesn't have to be with this case in particular, just a hypothetical yeah. of, of a murder case and somebody uh, on the team or in the prosecutor's office says something that uh, they shouldn't have. What, what are the, what's the domino effect that could happen potentially yeah. uh, if you reveal too much information in a case like this? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And, and the answer is 
there are things that we know that only the killer would know. And I'm speaking generally. And um, it, it, it's it, it's an investigative strategy, obviously, that if we know what the killer knows and nobody else does, that when we do talk to the killer, we'll have a clear idea mm-hmm. of, of what occurred. And, and that's a very similar strategy that we've used here. One of the things that I've heard is why not release the cause of death not because people are morbidly curious but if they knew they were looking for somebody that was either a a stab or a gunshot maybe they know somebody that sold the gun sold the knife maybe they could find the weapon somewhere what's the rationale for not releasing the official cause of death because the the individual or individuals that did it um only they, they know what they did but that do you think that's and I'm trying to think of the, the right way to say this. Has that slowed down the investigation? Because I think the public, with all of their tips, has been a big help in this. Wouldn't it make sense to have the public looking for the possible weapon? I don't think at this point it would. I, and again, I, uh, functionally, I understand the question, Hammer. I really do understand it. And we're going to look back on this and, and probably realize, dang it, I wish we'd have done A, B, and C rather than D and E. Uh, right. But now's not the time for us to, to change to change that strategy and talk about everything that we know. What did you think when like a lot of news has happened with the story since you uh, made the announcement of the yeah. arrest? Richard yeah. Allen has been moved to a state facility. Uh, the Carroll County judge has recused himself. Did that concern you at all that the judge in this case, after five years of you know having then being prepared for this day all of a sudden is now saying, well, we don't have enough resources to facilitate this. I'm stepping down and we're going to move it somewhere else. You know, did not, that it, concern it, you? Yeah, it, 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 it did. It doesn't anymore. It, it was, again, that day was very unusual for all of us, the family, the community, the country, the world, period. It was very unusual. And then the reality struck of, of, what, of where we were. And I think that struck the judge at the same time. And I appreciate him having the ability and the, and the courage to step up and step out and say, you know what, this is too big for me. Okay. I didn't know what was going to happen, but here's what's currently happening. Here's the influx. And with this small number of people in a very rural county, it's not something that mm. we, can, we can perpetuate and manage. Another piece of information that came out since the arrest, and this was just the last couple of days, is that maybe this guy, Richard Allen, has been on the radar for a long time. Did he speak to investigators? Did he speak to police in the early stages of this investigation? That'll all come out in due time. I'm not going to talk about Richard Allen today. Yeah, that, that, that wish there was a there was a, a story on Wish TV, uh, our news gathering partners, about some some police sources and some information. Did you see that yesterday? I did. I did. Um, you know, the search of the Wabash River. They're saying a source is linked to the Delphi investigation. They're, you know, they're like Hammer said about uh, you know Richard Allen, how long he's been on the radar. When you see a story like this, is it? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it is it frustrating, especially when you see a police source confirmed this? Is that that's, yeah. that's what they're that's saying? That's a leak from within, right? Is that it? Is frustrating. I I will t- I will say yes. It, it is absolutely frustrating because we can't talk about what we think, and I've said this many times yeah. before. We you should expect us expect us to only talk about what we know, and that even changes more so uh, once there's a probable cause affidavit signed by a judge for the arrest of an individual, not just Richard Allen, but in any criminal case, especially a complex criminal case. This case is unlike any that I've seen in an almost a 40 year career. Mm. So there are so many different tentacles to this. It's very, it's a very, it's very complex. And, um, you know, shame on us for saying something that might jeopardize that. 
So whoever this, quote, source is, um, I doubt very seriously that individual is a part of the core team. The other wow. name wow. that's involved in this whole story is Kagan Klein. Now, he has not been charged with anything in regards to the murders of these beautiful young ladies in Delphi, but we know that he's locked up for child porn. We know that he had some sort of uh, communication with one of the ladies the day before they passed away. Has he been speaking to police? Has he been given some sort of plea deal to help police? We'll continue to work, work on Keegan Klein. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And whatever his connectivity might be to Abby and Libby and, and almost 2,100 days ago. Uh, so we will continue to work towards that. It's hard to believe it's been that long. 2,086 days last Monday. Wow. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nige is here. Hello. Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter is here. One more thing on the Delphi story before we move on to something else. I have been pretty critical of some of these press conferences. You touched on it earlier. You understand why the press would be a little upset. My beef with a lot of these early on was that it felt like these things were happening just for the sake of happening. There was no new information. And the reason I felt that way, I was trying to think if I was the parent of one of these young ladies, I feel like I would be getting my hopes up every time one of these press conferences would happen, but then they would happen and there's no new information. And then it would feel like Sometimes there'd be some theatrics, like some cliches being thrown out there, which, again, felt like it was getting the hopes up of these families. Does that make sense to you? Um, Yes, I I can see your perspective, but that wasn't the case. Uh, There was one press conference I can remember specifically that that Mike and Becky were not aware of. And I regret that. I I, again, I I take responsibility here. And if there's going to be criticism, I want to come to me. But. Over time, the, it, it was important that we kept talking about this. Right. And Henry, it, it, had we not done that, we wouldn't have been able to, to say to the media, thank you for keeping it front and center. So, and the, asking I don't for think tips, there was and asking for tips, tips, and, and hot, you know, information. Yeah. You know, we everybody expects this to everything to be solved through science today, and that's just always not the case. It's a combination of, of, of all of it. So the, the, uh, the human in impact has been really, really fascinating to watch. And again, we didn't have a playbook here. And we did the very best we could for over five and a half years. And um, again, we look back on, on, on some of the events and the strategies. Uh, I'll look forward to debating those as, as time goes What do you on. think the biggest mistake has been? Can you talk about that? Like, I know there's an ongoing investigation, but a couple times today you've said, you know, we're going to learn from this. We've yeah. made mistakes. Yeah. Give me an example. Was, was, the, well, was the sketch, the two sketches? No, I don't, think that, that, was, no, I don't okay. think that was a mistake at all. That was, a, 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 a frankly, a pretty effective strategy that, that kept information coming our way. Because the second one looked nothing like this guy that's into custody. The first one, you could put a side-by-side up with Richard Allen and you can say, I see that. The second one looked nothing like that guy. Isn't that something? Mm. But was that the right thing to put that out? Because clearly it doesn't look like him. Well, again, remember the photo or a sketch is is not a photograph. It's a a sketch based on human recollection. So I I was convinced that eventually we were going to put those together and we were going to be able to take them apart and there's going to be the the individual. So, um, you know, we're, we're human beings. 
We're expected to be superhuman. We're not. And we do the best we can every single day. And that's what we'll continue to do. When someone says, I think Superintendent Carter just loves to see himself on television, what's your response? Oh, that's crazy. No, I'm aging like an old farm dog. That's not the case at all. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I, what I'm trying to do is keep keep community and, and, and areas around the state um, aware of what we're doing as much as we possibly can because this isn't okay. Uh, it was really, it would pivot here, just a few minutes left here with Superintendent Doug Carter from the Indiana State Police. Really good seeing you at the Central Indiana Police Foundation charity uh, last Thursday, breakfast with yeah. a cop, yeah. uh, raising money for that incredible foundation. And I just wonder if you could uh, take a, a few minutes to speak about what we saw there. Hammer and I were sitting with uh, Officer Tommy Mangan. Yeah. Um, amazing guy. We were sitting with the family of uh, fallen officer Noah Shanavaz and the speaker, Jerry Baker, uh, you know, f- uh, f- retired police officer, his son dying in the line of duty. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, an incredible event. Hundreds of thousands of dollars raised. Just talk yeah. a little bit about that. Well, you know, Matt and Lori Shanavaz, they were sitting with you at the table. Yeah. I really developed a, an amazing relationship with them, and they're, they're just so inspirational. Tommy and his wife, that I had not met them. Mm. That was a really cool moment in time. He looks great. Oh, he my does. gosh, he doesn't just, he ever. He's a oh. handsome guy. Oh, he Taller just, than I thought, too. Stands right up, and he just completely engaging, and his wife was just a beautiful, beautiful person. Um, hearing Jerry Baker's story, I, I remember that night. I remember... The, lo- I, the longest uh, law enforcement uh, it was shootout in Indiana history. It was unbelievable. To hear the perception from a dad that that literally watched his son die. Yeah. It just it, You could hear a pin drop in that room with 600 people. Uh, it was a fantastic morning. And for the community to support us the way they do, I just hear, I hope you hear us say thanks all the time. It was really neat to see you guys there and participating in that event. Yeah. I know you do that a lot around around Central Indiana. Now, we were honored so. to be guests. We were just honored to be there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Law enforcement is something that's near and dear to both Nige and I. We have family members that yeah. uh, are, do that for a living, and it's really important to us. We were talking off camera here, off air, rather. Are you seeing the same level of crime statewide as we're seeing here in Indianapolis? Yeah. You know, and if, if we're not, we, the answer is yes, we are. And it's, it's, it's a per capita analysis based on the number of people that live in a certain area. But the perception of, of, of not feeling safe is oftentimes worse than the reality of it. And I think that you find that all over Indiana, that people are not feeling as safe as they once did. And again, I think, I, well, you should, I, I should take responsibility for that, and I try to. But that's just the truth. Is it? Is it? Are, are you finding a lot of drugs, a situation with drugs, fentanyl? I mean, oh, we, we hear about the coming through the border, um, that porous border. Um, you're finding a lot of overdoses and things like that and drug busts and things. Oh, is we that, haven't even scratched the surface of it yet. This continues. I, got a, I just got a briefing here recently from our laboratory and the amount of fentanyl that they're dealing with. And it, Is no it longer, worse than the news makes it even out to be? Because you hear a lot about it on the news, but you guys are out there every single day. How bad is it? You, unless you see it, you don't understand it. It's, as worst, it's the worst thing we've seen in generations. And now with the different pill presses and the colors and the, and the Skittle-like, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to continue to exponentially mm. increase over time. And, and we've got a lot of work to do. So, in terms of recruitment, we know this is a oh, big yeah. problem with local police, IMPD. IMPD. They're in a big recruitment drive right now, but they're short on numbers. How is it at the state level? It's the same. And I want to give a shout out to IMPD for the work that they do in the city of Indianapolis. I, I'm proud to stand with them. In, in regards to recruiting statewide, we, we have 10 people in our current recruit school. Normally, we have 45 or 50, sometimes 65 or 70. Uh, so, wow. we're, we are significantly down. So, we've 
we're not going to blame somebody else for that. We're trying to take some responsibility and what can we retool the, the how we recruit. How do we maintain uh, uh, and keep people throughout the course of a career? And I hope that that starts to climb out of this because the vast majority of people are good and support us. I watch a lot of these on patrol type shows, right? Like on patrol live. I know the beach Grove police are a part of it this year. And I got a lot of friends on the beach Grove force. The one thing that I see more than anything else is that everybody wants to get mouthy with the police officer. It could be the easiest traffic stop, pull over, <sighs> rolling stop. Everybody wants to argue and fight and bitch and complain to an officer. You know, that all changed with, with cameras, and I wasn't a big supporter of cameras, but I was wrong. I was flat out wrong, and the cameras have helped us a lot. So Interesting. Yeah. it's Oh, it's been a fascinating experience as, as now that we've got them deployed and, and have 700,000 pieces of video um, of evidence. So, But you're right. The, you know, the lack of that, that, that respect is very tenable, and everybody feels it. Well, thank you so much yeah, for coming thanks, in. Doug. Um, thank you for talking about the Delphi situation, the press conferences, what's been right, what's been wrong, and where and do we go from here? Do, do you do you think that November twenty second we're going to see the unsealed uh, right. affidavit? I sense something's going to be coming there. I, I don't know. I've not talked to them. Okay, but yes, I, I sense that might be coming be coming around. And and by the way, next time you have me on, I want to talk about guns. Yes, okay. yes, we'll do that. I know you and our pal Guy Relford had a little disagreement on constitutional carry. But since that time, we've talked and we've met. and um, Yeah, you guys are still friends. Well, yeah. he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's going to help us. You know, he'll help us. And, and I appreciate the voice that you guys bring to it as well. Absolutely. Just because we disagreed, I mean, we've got to hate each other. So it's all good. Wow, you mean God we can be you. adults about stuff? How about that? <laughs> what the hell? Well, I, you guys aren't real good at that. <laughs> Being adults. I saw, him in the right. high, I saw him in the hallway earlier, Doug. goes, we're not going to talk about Harvey Weinstein, are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking <laughs> the time and coming in. Uh, it's a pleasure, guys. Thanks. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.